Hello and welcome to the Strategic Bookkeeper podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about using a product ladder to boost engagement, engagement of your services and hopefully your productized services. So this is about using a product ladder to welcome more new clients through the door and to upgrade existing clients into your succession products, your what's next products, your this is how I solve more problems products, okay? A product ladder is a smart strategic way to grow your bookkeeping practice and so I would love to show you exactly what it is and how you can use it in order to thrive. Let's go. I'm Jeannie Savage, the Strategic Bookkeeper. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, trainer, and coach. After 13 years in practice and after scaling into a lifestyle business where I could choose my own adventure, I'm sharing my secrets to success, my secret sauce recipe on how to build a thriving practice, delight your clients, and ultimately live your dream on your terms. This podcast is a companion to my book. In each weekly episode, I'll share strategies for scaling and success. This is your time to shine, to step up, to become a strategic bookkeeper and enjoy all the benefits it brings to you and your clients. Okay, let's talk product ladder. So first off, I am wondering if you have heard of a product ladder before. Even though the concept of a product ladder might be new to you, it's actually not a new marketing strategy, which is awesome because it is simple and it is proven and you can get started using a product ladder in your practice really quickly, which is what I'd like to show you today. So I would not recommend Googling product ladder (laughs) because it goes by many different names, including ascending transaction model and ascension model and value ladder and lots of different things, right? So plus um, what you find on Google is going to be really general, whereas what I'm going to share with you is going to be specifically built for bookkeepers, which I expand on in my book, The Strategic Bookkeeper, um, and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes in case you haven't got it yet. So a product ladder has four rungs on the ladder and is absolutely ascending, okay, so from step one up to step four. So Step one is content. And actually, I heard recently one of, one of the mentors that I follow, he framed up step one as your platforms as well. So it's the content that you offer up on various platforms, um, in order to allow people to find out about you online. And it is valuable content, okay? So I like to think of step one as your content, but also think of that first rung on your product letter as uh, your platforms as well, a literal platform. Like imagine somebody gave you a platform and they said, uh, okay, you please um, get on that platform and you've got an audience in front of you and would you talk to the audience about something that you know uh, that they'll get value from, okay? So that is step one and honestly, 
You don't know the mountain of value you're standing on. Primarily, bookkeepers just do not, uh, they've got far more skill than confidence. <laughs> and I promise you, you're standing on a mountain of value. So step one is your content. Put it out there on your platforms, okay? Step two is what I call your welcome line. So these are low cost or no cost ways for your prospective clients to get a feel for your value and kind of try you before they buy you. All right, and I'll give you some examples of, of those shortly. Uh, so they're just kind of one rung up from a content, uh, from content. So an example of, uh, some welcome lines that I use in my practice is we have a nice little, uh, ebook called The Seven Deadly Cashflow Sins, which if you join my program is a done for you step two asset that we co-author with you. But basically it's a little ebook, right? Somebody can read that and they can improve their cash flow and they think, wow, this girl can really help me. <laughs> and another one is simply, um, accounting file health check. Uh, so that's just a couple of examples. So step three on your product ladder, you've all got that. That's your core products and services. Okay. So step three is simply the bookkeeping and the whatever you, whatever else you have on the menu to solve problems. All right. I could say sell as well, but I like to say solve problems. You may have heard me say it before. I, I definitely believe as bookkeepers, we are solvers more than we are sellers. Okay. Still important to get comfortable with sales and marketing lingo. So step three is those core products and services. But maybe if you haven't heard of product ladder before, the step one and the step two, the way that I've framed them up might be new to you. And you might think, oh yeah, I do a file health check now. Great, you've got a step two welcome line, all right? So this is just about educating you so you can pull it all together and maybe use it a bit more strategically. Step four a drum roll please, succession products. Absolutely love them. Okay, succession meaning what's next. What's next on the menu that will serve and solve problems for your existing VIP clients? Yeah, very important people, those wonderful people that pay you on a regular basis to um, help them do better in their business. Uh, because that's what bookkeeping's there to do, it's help people do better in business. Um, so, succession products, what's next? All right, so like investigating the numbers. Succession products are ultimately things that you really have on the menu for existing clients. And one of the reasons for that is that it is really important when prospective clients come to you to sell them what they want rather than try and sell them what they need. Okay, so that's a concept that I've talked about before, but if you're hearing it for the first time, it can be quite game-changing. If you try and constantly sell what people need, you'll lose them. You need to give people what they want. Uh, so when they first come to you, what they want is the bookkeeping done. But then as you start to work with them, you might be able to help them see, or you definitely will be able to help them see, that to really get results, they might like to work with you on investigating the numbers. Or maybe you've got some other secret skills like recruiting or setting up software or anything else that's really going to deepen the results that you can get for them. Okay. Now, Product ladders are all around you. You are moving through them all the time as you browse in shops and as you shop online, okay? And I'd love you to start noticing them now when I tell you some examples. 
So here's one example. So I decided to buy myself a cruiser bike. Like I wanted a pretty good one. Uh, I did my research online and eventually I found a reputable bike store. So that was step one. They're platforms, right? They're a website, they're social media, that kind of thing. Uh, so I went through step one of their product ladder. I found them online. Now their content was really useful also because I was able to build no like and trust by seeing their reputation, like their Google reviews and seeing that they look like a, an established company. You know, they had a professional online presence, all these kind of things, which you'll read about in the book when I talk about uh, attraction and profile and this kind of thing. But step one was the content that I found on their various platforms, right? So then from there, I was able to see that this bike store had some really nice cruisers. They look like good quality. They fitted my budget. Um, and that was step two on the ladder, right? So these were actually welcome lines because they were a little low, uh, lower cost, still really great value, like any welcome line. Like if somebody picks up my ebook, right, and they never do business with me, they're still going to get incredible value out of my ebook. Uh, so... I found this bike online and I thought, you know what, that looks like the bike for me. I'll, I'll go into the store and I'll get it. So step two on the product ladder. So I went into the store and I told the assistant about the bike I was looking for and he showed it to me. Then he told me about a bike that was twice as expensive, but was, he assured me, 10 times as good. Okay, step three on the product ladder, he's leading me into more of their core products. Um, after I bought the bike, he made sure I was on the mailing list and that I booked a service. Ta-da! He actually began to engage me in what will be my succession products, going back to the store, getting a service, um, anything like that. What's next on the menu for someone who's already a client, okay? So your favorite stores are using product ladders every day to attract and convert you. All right. This is not a bad thing. It's not a sleazy thing. If you're able to find and buy what you want and get value from it, it's a great thing, right? That bike, that upgrade of that bike from that lovely assistant who used the value approach, which you read about in my book, right? The value approach being if I just give you value in order to try and genuinely help you do better in business or in this case life, then you'll probably either buy something off me or you'll tell everyone how awesome I was. <laughs> Cue um, word of mouth marketing, right? So sales and marketing has a bad rep in, with bookkeepers. They don't like it but it's, and often they think it's, it's icky, it's yucky, but it doesn't have to be. Sales and marketing, you could give it the meaning helpful, yeah, um, as I say, we're more solvers than we are sellers. And that's exactly what this young man in this in this bike shop did. He was seeking to solve my problem, which is I don't have a bike and I need a bike. <laughs> and, um, you know, he quickly, uh, through just listening to me, could see that I wanted a decent bike that was going to allow me to have hours and hours of joy riding next to the beach here on the Gold Coast. Amazing, okay? So hopefully from that example, you can see how simply a product letter works and it works in every kind of business. So now let's look at how to make them work in your bookkeeping practice. So if you've got my book or you're picking up my book because 
as mentioned, this is a companion. This podcast is a companion. I start to reference product ladder in the attraction chapter um, because that's where the benefits of product ladder begin. So um, good strategic content and welcome lines being steps one and two on the product ladder are designed to help you attract and convert more clients. So your content helps them verify you and starts to build the know, like, and trust factor, which is like what I mentioned earlier, exactly what I did with the bike store, okay? So that, uh, the know, like, and trust, three massive keys, all right, on anyone deciding to do business with you. And you can build that online easily, all right? So you've got a profile around your qualifications, your skills and experience. You might be um, registered with certain professional bodies, et cetera, et cetera. All of this is actually outlined in my book. Um, and there's a resource within the resource, which is the Attraction Playbook. It's going to give you a checklist for those items that will allow your market to build no like and trust with you easily, right? So I've done it step by step for you. Um, now, your welcome lines go one step further, okay? So hence the label ladder, so ascending model. So we're going to step up the ladder. So I've, I've found you online on your, so you're up there on your platform saying, you know, here's me and here's all about me. The next step is, okay, well, I'll take up one of your welcome lines, all right? So then your prospective clients can go a bit deeper, get a bit more value. So ideal welcome lines include, as I mentioned earlier, like ebooks, which ideally would be a how-to guide. So if you do the exercise around your market's uh, problems, then you can come up with ways to create a nice how-to guide, which is ultimately a bit like a long blog turned into just a little electronic book that they can grab online. You could create an audio file with that. The sky's the limit. Uh, the other ones are the diagnostic tools, so a way to diagnose problems uh, and also file health checks and various forms of consultations, okay? Uh, so results calls, strategy sessions, free consultations, these are all really great welcome lines that you can attach a, a small fee to or you can also give away for free. There's no real wrong or right there. It does depend on um, a lot of factors. Okay, so how busy you are, we're always going to regulate capacity with uh, price <laughs> uh, and a lot of a lot of other factors. Okay, so it's interesting to know that research shows that um, your prospective clients will digest on average seven hours of your content, including welcome lines. So that can be step one and step two. Um, over four platforms in 11 different forms before they actually decide to do business with you. So when I first learnt that, I was really surprised. But since then, I've made an effort, effort to observe it. I've observed prospective clients who've told me they've followed me for a year on social media before reaching out. Yeah. So now post pandemic more than ever, and I mentioned a bit of this in the last podcast, uh, content is king. Okay. And we say engagement is queen. Now, if you are thinking of joining my transformation program, please know a lot of this will be done for you. You get the 
ebook and we do the diagnostic tools and we give you all the consultations you could you should and could be using um, and more really uh, robust intellectual property around your health checks so rather than race off and do it yourself if you are thinking of joining just make sure that you check the program out thoroughly rather than invest the time energy money in doing it yourself if you're just going to end up with it all done beautifully for you okay So now let's move on to how you can take action. So I do recommend that you use a pen and paper to like sketch up your product ladder. If if today's podcast is the first time you've ever heard of product ladder, more important than ever that you go through a process of really just wrapping your head around this, okay? So use a pen and paper. You can literally draw a ladder (laughs) so that the concept sinks in, all right? So next, absolutely use my book. Yeah, so use it as the how-to guide because that's going to take this subject deeper and walk you through all of it, okay? Uh, so now in terms of quick wins, let's start with welcome lines, yeah? So the easiest one for all bookkeepers is a file health check. And another thing I love about that is I... I heard from one of my mentors, you know, when we're creating uh, our welcome lines, which you, you will also hear these called lead magnets. I hate that phrase. I just think it sounds really salesy and icky. I don't want to be a magnet, but I, I want my vibe to attract my ideal tribe, right? And so I think for bookkeepers, the, the phrase welcome lines, it's mine. I came up with it. Um, because I really do think of it as a way to, I think of step one, like content, like you're, you know, you're on a platform and, and people are out there and you wave at them and you say, yeah, hey, hey, Sally, hey, Joe, you know, I'm, I'm Jeannie. I'm going to talk to you about seven deadly cash flow things today, whatever, right? But with the welcome lines, I think of it as then saying, you know, say Rebecca there, would you like to come through the door, welcoming them through the door for some cheese and crackers? <laughs> um, and then step three is like the main course, right? I, I think of the product ladder like that. So I love the phrase welcome lines. So um, the great thing about a health check is it's completely in line with what you do as a book, like with your core services. So when people first come to you or they're online and they're looking for you, think about the problems that they're having, right? So they're either doing their own bookkeeping and they hate it or they're making mistakes they probably don't even know about or somebody else has let them down. They're feeling like they're behind on the bookkeeping. They're in the dark about their numbers. They're struggling to understand it all. Their gut feel is they should really be across all this stuff and they're not. They're starting to get a really good, correct gut feel that if they're across their numbers and they were actually strategic about their numbers, they would be able to do better in business, yeah? So all of these things that they're thinking and they're thinking, I think maybe I need one of these professional bookkeepers to help me out. Well, a file health check is the first logical place to start and it's it's actually tapping into those problems because you're saying, well, you're feeling in the dark, I'm going to make, I'm going to give you clarity, yeah? Um, you're wondering what you need, this is about a needs analysis. So a file health check is definitely one of the most powerful welcome lines that you could, could ever offer up. So if you're not offering that now, 
you need to do it. You can price it anywhere between zero and $100. I would recommend that you always have it. Ours is at the time of recording this podcast, our file health check um, that we call Fresh Eyes on Your File is $99 plus GST. Now, the other thing about a welcome line is you're not going to make any profit out of that. I don't care if it takes you an hour and you're telling me, well, my rate is whatever. A profitable VIP client is paying you monthly over the year. Yeah, anything is a one-off. Like even if you charge $1,000 for 10 hours of catch-up, if they never do anything else with you, really, how much did you make out of that? What is it, putting a salad and a main meal on the table? Your core products are serving clients over the long term. Anything else is more of a welcome line. I actually even think of my primary catch-up services as welcome lines because I'm still welcoming them in. When they become a progress bookkeeping client, an ongoing bookkeeping client, then, hey, we're into core products, yeah? Um, this is all just education and food for thought for you, all right? So you start to get more strategic about exactly what you're doing and how you're serving people. So file health check, price it, let's say you priced it at $99, $150, whatever you want to price it at. Um, then you can do special offers, right? For example, you could say, well, this month we'll do a file health check. If you're going to a networking function, it's a really good way to say, would you like you know, an audit on your existing zero file. Would you like some clarity and control and et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, so I, but I personally like having a fee attached to them. The other way that you can reduce them, okay, so most of the time when our prospective clients come through and I show them our menu, which again, you can read about in the book, um, they can see that the uh, the place to start is a fresh eyes, a, a file health check, and it's $99 and they pay me that and they move ahead, right? So um, the great thing too is they, they suddenly then become some kind of customer before they weren't. But the minute they give you money, they're a customer. But occasionally I'll get a prospective client where I can see that the file health check is going to be easy and I might do it there and then with them or I might do it complimentary. So you've got a lot of flexibility there, okay? So in terms of action, that's definitely where I'd recommend you start is the file health check. But I just want to give you a couple more tips. So when you are doing your, so the way we do ours is we do the files so and get, um, say so yes, they want a file health check. Uh, we do an engagement because we need um, to get them to sign off on that. Then we do the file health check. It's all di- put in, into our diary. We're very big on capacity management, which we show you how to do in the program. So systems, 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 keep your promises to your clients, uh, capacity management. Um, so a tip. What we do is we do our health check debrief. So I'll book the client's work for the health check. Then I'll book their their health check debrief as a Zoom call. Then we jump on the Zoom call. My hot tip here is that to take your bookkeeper hat off a bit (laughs) and try and put your sales and marketing hat on somewhat. And the reason for that is that the gap that exists between the client and you in terms of knowledge is so is a chasm. It's so big and I've seen bookkeepers go into too much detail in it when they do a health check debrief and they start going all through the file and the issues. I recommend that you keep the detail 
brief and that you really keep it more high level and that way you can tailor it. So let's say I said, okay, on a scale of one to 10, one being a perfect file, 10 being oh my goodness, brace yourself, um, your file is a three and the main areas are that there's some items that sit unreconciled on the bank statement, et cetera, et cetera. And that way you can ask, do you have any other questions about that section of your file? What you'll find is that business owners on the whole are more, they're not so detail orientated, you're detail orientated. And remembering, um, start with the end in mind. So the end game with a file health check is to allow them to feel your value so that they say, you know what, I'd like you to actually help me. Because the file health check is not where you'll help them the most. It's the best starting place. We start with a file health check every single time. In fact, when we finish a catch-up, we internally do a file health check. They're critical. They're so important and they're very high value. But it's not where you'll get the biggest results, right? So start with the end in mind. And the end game is, okay, we've assessed your file. Do you want us to help you? So that's just about please don't spend more than 10 minutes maximum on the bookkeeping detail. Keep it very high level, very summary, and then answer detail for the detail orientated people. I've had very occasionally, I've had clients with the health debrief that are more savvy say, oh, can you tell me about this, that, and the other thing? Can you explain the out of balance in the payroll? And I'm like, hell yeah, I love this stuff. (laughs) Uh, But on the whole, uh, people want to know how, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how good or bad is my file? And then what exactly do I need to do to get it in shape? They want to see your menu so they understand the journey. Yeah, they want to understand um, the customer journey and how you're going to move them from pain to prize more than they want to know about the transactional stuff. Yeah, so just try. It's an art. Practice, practice, practice. But you really need to learn to speak client, all right? And you do need to have your sales and marketing hat on in this process, which, as I've mentioned before, is not icky, yeah? This is about solving problems and about helping people choose you over your competitors. Because if they don't choose you, they're going to go somewhere else, okay? Ultimately, a product ladder is an old school sales and marketing strategy that is a must, okay, and one that you'll have lots of fun with and it will help you help prospective clients see your value, all right? It's going to help you attract and convert more clients and convert more current clients, VIPs, into succession products. And as I mentioned before, everything else you need to know on what I've shared today is also in my book. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question you'd like answered on my podcast, please email me, hello at thestrategicbookkeeper.global. Did you know we have a private Facebook group called The Strategic Bookkeeper's Way? There you'll find bookkeepers just like you on the same journey where you can ask questions and get support. You can find more resources and how to work with me at thestrategicbookkeeper.global All the links are in the show notes. Have a prosperous week and I'll see you in the next episode.